0: If you enjoy listening to inspirational stories from people just like us, facing the fear and doing it anyway, then you're in the right place. My name is Claire Hill, and this is the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Hello, hello, welcome to No Rest for the Vivid podcast. My name is Claire Hill, I am a self belief coach business mentor and I'm a very proud founder of the Vivi Club and right now I am in my hotel and I can't relax and I can't mm-hmm. stay <laughs> because the last three days have been blowing my mind and um, we finished the Vivi Club meetup yesterday and today I had a VIP, VIP one-to-one CEO day with one of my clients, Joe. And tomorrow I have another one with my client Becky, and then I'm heading home Friday. It's uh wow, well, it's well, it has been. It feels like a dream. It feels one. It's gone far too quickly. Not that um, I want it to go slowly because I'm obviously away from my little boy Jackson, and that it's the first time I've been away from him uh, for this long. But it feels like it's gone, it's like it's too quick. It's it's weird, it's very weird. Uh, And I know why it's gone so quickly, because so much happened. So I wanted to um, talk through the two days and give you basically what we did. So if you want to learn how to step into your CEO power, A podcast, this is your chance. This is your chance. So we started off the day. We had this beautiful venue um in Bristol called The Lost and Found. Um, really cannot recommend this venue enough. It would have been lovely to have windows. Um, that is the only drawback, but um, I wanted to make sure that the event had was um, as accessible as possible for as many members as possible and for anyone who booked an event before knows having windows <laughs> costs more money <laughs> so but regardless it was an absolutely beautiful venue this is like secret room in the bottom of the bar we had dinner there in the evening and they had they laid out this beautiful area and we had it all to ourselves we had this beautiful it's like a fake wisteria tree with cre- like fairy lights hanging over the members while they were working the lunch was insane there was this like chicken and um truffle sandwich that i just can't stop thinking about and i'm there again tomorrow but i don't think i actually i had something else beautiful today i had like honey halloumi oh it's amazing really really good you're in bristol and the cocktails frig the cocktails. so yeah this beautiful beautiful venue and we um, set up and I set all of the members into six groups of three. So there was 18 members that could make it. And we started off with the rules, the rules of the event. And they were that they were worthy and there was nothing that they're not worthy of. That they are perfect just the way they are. Well, perfection doesn't actually even exist. They weren't allowed to take the piss out of themselves. And there was no self-deprecation allowed at all because it does chip away at your self-belief. And that that it was a safe place and I wanted them to feel comfortable to ask as many questions, whether that was big or small, doesn't matter, or silly or whatever, because usually if someone else, if you're wanting to ask a question, someone else wants to ask a question too. We, We started after I'd shared the rules with an intention and they all had to write on a postcard what that intention for the two days was and they had to think about what they wanted to walk away with And what did they want to leave behind? And then I had the privilege of collecting those postcards in and reading them, which was really, really useful for me as the host, because then the following day, day two, I actually just pivoted everything that I had planned, because one thing that the members really wanted to do was leave their self-doubt behind. So I'll come to that as we get into day two. Um, I asked them all to stand up and introduce themselves. And they had to finish this sentence, I'm magic. And some of them said, I'm magic because, or they said, I'm magic at, or, you know, anything like that. They had to decide what that ending was. And it was really beautiful. And it does take a lot of guts for you to stand up and introduce yourself. But it's so powerful because it was getting them out of their comfort zone straight away. Um, but it was all about stepping into their CEO power and building a metaphoric CEO power rocket. We also use this new framework that I'm I'm using for all of my online and in person events, where you the uh, I sort of construct the conversation. I, I um, choreograph the conversation to ensure that the members get as much out of it as possible and so that they will talk about it and then feedback. And the first question I asked them was, when you think of a CEO, what do you see? When you think of a CEO, what do you see? Now, if you want to take part in this, it's really good. This is All of these questions are such good exercise. So you can actually journal about this. So take this podcast episode right now, pause it, go and get some paper and write down, when you think of a CEO, what do you see? Put a timer on for three minutes, that's all you need. What do you think of when you see a CEO? It was when we came back to the, the event, and, and I was saying, So, what do you see? Most of the stuff was a man in a suit, he's corporate, he works on hours, et cetera, et cetera. So, what with this exercise, it was really interesting of like, what do they visualize? Then I asked them to think about what a CEO thinks about. So what does a CEO think about? And this was really good. It was, um, so again, if you want to do this exercise, pause here. Go and write about it. So this exercise was really um, interesting because it was very practical-led, like the actual tasks in a business that a CEO would do. So what did they think about, like, say, so figures, KPIs, money, profit margins, stuff like that, staffing. Next question was, how does a CEO feel? This question was really powerful because they were saying stressed. They did say stressed. They said, i um, overwhelmed, I'm loaded. Um, some actually recognized that they thought that CEOs just could pass the buck and they could get away with what they wanted, which was really interesting. And then what a CEO does. So this question, what does a CEO do? If you want to go and do that yourself? Um, <laughs> they were like, they play golf. They don't do the school run. Don't do. So it was very, um, a very male I- image of a CEO. Now, once we'd got all of this, I was like, does anyone see? Does, does anyone see themselves on here? And it was it, it that is where CEO power comes from when you can. Now, you can reduce that gap between where you see yourself and where you believe a CEO is. So I was like, right, let's get rid of this. Let's create our own CEO persona. We went for a walk after that. We went and had some lunch. We went for went for a walk, um, which was beautiful. Went up to this really tall hill. And all of the members that come from like Cambridge, <laughs> Obviously, if you're listening in Cambridge, Cambridge is very flat. And so they're not used to hills. I think it's just so funny that everything is flat. It's so flat in Cambridge. It's just so cool. I suppose it's so cool because in Kent, everything's hilly. So um, when we came back, I said, let's construct our own Sasha Fierce CEO. For those of you who love Beyonce, Beyonce has his other persona, persona that she steps into to go on stage called Sasha Fierce. And that's where that power comes from, having this identity that you step into to be able to find that CEO power. And then we looked at the wins of being the Sasha Fierce CEO. And we then ordered them in, top, in, in uh, priority order, the top three. So there was so many reasons why they can step into that stash of ceo then i showed them my my um my metaphor of a ceo power rocket and drew on the information from the book the e-myth by and i don't know where my book is to read you the the author's name but just search e-myth the e-myth is a very fantastic book um i i think it was on a podcast that i heard carrie green talk about it So I wanted to share some parts of that because it's really changed my business, the structure of my business. And the metaphor is all about the fact that recurring revenue helps you go into orbit. So there's lots more about recurring revenue coming for inside the Vivi Club. Um, As an entrepreneur, like the porthole window is the entrepreneur part where you're seeing the opportunities and seeing the vision. The rocket is heading into the infinite possibility of the universe You've got your self-belief fueling you, that fire that's shooting you upwards. And then these two these things that come in from the E-Myth book about being a manager in your business and a technician. I would really encourage you to read that book. So we did a little bit of work about that, different roles within their business, about the personalities of, of, of working in your business as an entrepreneur, slash CEO, manager, and technician. And then we started to look at getting them to infinite possibility. And where they are sitting on the sub bench and getting in the game. And I want you to answer that question for yourself. Where are you holding back? Where do you know that you're sitting on the sub bench and you want to get in the game? Or you don't want to get in the game, actually, you're sitting on the sub bench, aren't you? Whose choice is that that you're sitting there waiting to get in the game? Is it yours? Hell yeah, it's yours. You're the one that's choosing to be stuck. And I, this blew my mind when I realised I was the one holding myself back. It wasn't because of my family. It wasn't because of my traumatic childhood. It wasn't because of my poverty when I was growing up. It wasn't because somebody dumped me when I was 25 or, or because, you know, blah, blah, blah. Someone said I was too much. It was nothing like that. It was because I was choosing to believe it. When you think of these beliefs, as like your wardrobe, right? You open the wardrobe and you see all these beautiful outfits or some, you know, some of your outfits, your favourite outfits, and you just think, "Oh, I could put that on. Oh my God, I love that. Look, it's all in rainbow order." They're the self beliefs that you want to put on every day. They're the self beliefs that fire you up and get you strutting out of that door. And then you have this the the scraggy, bit bobbly, crappy thing that you might fit into one day. Um, sort of remind you of a a past self maybe going out or something it's just still sitting there and it's just hanging there a little bit limp feeling sorry for itself but you keep it for no good reason apart from the fact there's a little bit of nostalgia there but it doesn't fit you anymore I want you to think of these things that hold you back as that's I don't know lame bit of clothing that you hold on to for no reason get into your wardrobe of beliefs Sort them from the ones that fire you up and power you up and the ones that limit you and dumb, like dim you down. Get rid of the ones that dim you down. Take them out. Take them to the dump. Take them to the freaking dump and choose to do it. You are in control of that. We really looked at what was holding them back. And the next thing I did, I asked them to write down something that you want to hear right now. And I collected those in. And something very powerful happened with that twice, or more than that. Now, that was day one. I bought more cocktail. We went upstairs. I had some lovely cocktails and dinner. And that was the end of day one. It was so much fun. So much fun. Day two. Before we got started, well, this was a big part of it, actually. I got them all to stand up and share their vision for where they want to be in the next year. Now, if you've done... Um, if you were able to get to my third planning model masterclass I do have a a short version of it on YouTube so just go to my YouTube channel it's on there link is in the show notes um, but part of the third planning model is that you sit right wh- where do I want to be next year what money is going to get me there and I wanted them to discuss it in their groups and then stand up and share their vision, which was really, really powerful. There was one member who was really scared about sharing her vision because she thought other people might feel um, worried about their own. And when she did, she had two people approach and say, you've inspired me so much about your vision. Your goals have inspired me so much. It's so powerful to share your vision. I recapped the day before and they took away, they discussed what they took away, like what were their biggest takeaways and I wrote those down and then I said can you um tell me who Sasha Fierce is a Sasha Fierce CEO and then I asked them to hear their imposter syndrome now this was a really transformational part of the of the day of the event there was a moment where I've obviously planned this and thank goodness I used to be a teacher um and I really felt like I really stepped back into that classroom teacher personality in a patronising way, but in a I, I know how to teach proper lessons. Like if you get a course from me, whether it be Project Robust, the Glow Up, I've got another couple of brewing, like, or you join the Vivi Club, my teaching strategy is very effective because I am a trained teacher. I'm a trained educator and I had to educate in a really, really effective way. So when I saw this, so they were all talking and there was a moment where I, I used this, tool, this um, tool of like trick, I don't know, technique of having music on while they were discussing and then turning it down when I was ready to talk again. And they all, most of the time, recognised that, stopped talking, looked at me and then we went on. But this time they didn't. No one looked at me. Every, every group was in such deep conversation. They didn't look up. And then there was one group that looked up and went, What's going on? And I was like, I've just got to be patient. And I had, to, and I waited for all of the other groups to notice that I'd stopped and were waiting for them. And it was almost, and I think like just getting chills thinking about it again now. I just thought, I said to myself, Right, like, Claire, for once, just sit in this present moment of what you've created. And I was really, and I, and I you know, thank my wonderful coach, Gronja. I could hear her voice in my head saying, take it all in. And so I stood there and it was like I breathed in their energy, the connection they've made as like-minded business owners, where, you know, as being part of a membership that I have created, giving them all that space, that energy, their own energy, the, the energy they were creating around their transformations as business owners and what is possible for them. And it was, I looked at my watch, it was 12, 11. And I looked around and I was like, this is insane. I have created this. And I was doing a live in the Vivi Club membership last week. And I just said, like, I am the proof. You just have an idea and you believe in the next step. You don't have to believe in all of it. Just believe in the next step. Believe in the next one and then the next one, and then the next one. And then you've got a membership, the best membership in the world. It is just so powerful. And you have a room full of the most amazing women who are transforming themselves in that moment. I could like feel it. It was so, I mean, I like it. it's a bit woo-woo saying it, but it's true. It was amazing. It was so, so amazing. And from that, we just shone this huge light on imposter syndrome. Because the thing is, wherever you're going, imposter syndrome is coming with you. That critical voice is coming with you. That lit doubt, self-doubt's coming with you. If you don't, if you don't shine a spotlight on it and look at it and make friends with it, you are going to be in trouble because by pushing it down and pretending it doesn't exist and just keep pushing it, pushing it down, when you really need that self-belief to power you up. That imposter syndrome, that cell down, is gonna come and bite you in the ass so nastily. I <laughs> don't know what to say, so hard. It's gonna bite you so hard because it has been buried for so long. And you growing, giving that capacity, growing that capacity, is just gonna flood in. So we have to hit this imposter syndrome head on. We have to. We you have to, you must if you want to grow further. So we we did it and I would urge you to do it in a safe space you can join the Vivi Club like you can get a coach where you've got that safe space to do it journal um but we we you know I'd created this really safe space and they shared some really really powerful and vulnerable stuff and so did I I, I really shared someone something very very vulnerable and I was speaking to my client Joe today about it and I said it it shows me that moment showed me when I was I was very vulnerable and I, I'll I'll share this moment where and um, this is incredibly vulnerable so hold on there was a moment when um things weren't great when i was a kid but that's you know, i don't want to say too many details um because it's you know very personal but there was a moment in my childhood and it was really horrible there was moments and i just was trying to find a way like i, like I had some control and some choice over what was going on and um, and I suppose some choice and control about how unhappy I was, and um, and I had this sort of plan to if I wanted to run away, um, I could potentially live in this cubicle, um, this toilet cubicle at school because I obviously had a toilet and had the sinks, and I know exactly, I can picture it in my mind, and I, and it was a big enough cubicle where um, if I took a if I found a pillow or got a cushion or something. there would be enough room on the floor to, to lay and even saying that now i can say that without and i know it sounds horrendous right but i can say that as like a fact and i the pride i have in me as i say that story i'm not having a pity party about it i don't want like no one needs to feel sorry for me you just want to be inspired because i felt like that look at who i am now and i am the person that that version of me needed then I have now become that person. That is one of the most empowering things I've ever recognized. And in that moment, I I had a bit of a tear in my eye. I might have had a bit more than a tear. Um, But in that moment, I was like, I don't feel pain. I don't feel sorry for myself. I'm upset because I'm proud. I'm so proud. I'm so proud that that part of me doesn't hurt anymore. Now, there's lots of other parts. You know, I'm still healing and stuff, but stuff like that. I'm like, fuck yes fucking warrior look how far you've come and that is just a testament to how facing your imposter syndrome head on listening to it working out like I've done work about um and I know again this is a bit weary but I really needed it and it really benefited me that inner child work really really benefited me And I'm a stronger, better person for it. And because of that, I have more energy to give to these amazing women that I get to support in the Vivi Club and my one-to-one clients, and then they benefit from it. So thank fuck I've done the work. It was extremely uncomfortable, but thank fuck. I was thinking earlier that the reason why this growth is so uncomfortable is because it's like we we are letting go of a piece that is holding us back, uh, uh, letting go of a piece of us that is holding us back. And maybe we grieve that a little bit. We're grieving the, the change is it's something that's changing in us. But that part of us that's letting us go, like we're letting go, is holding us back from our potential. Holding us back from what's possible. As a move forward, we have to let go and feel that pain in order to see what's on the other side. So we looked about, like, what does self-doubt sound like? What does playing small look like? And what stops them from taking action? And that bit really, really took some fantastic time like it was such a very very moving and transformational part and then we looked at self-belief and I taught about the six different um, parts of self-belief self-confidence self-image self-worth self-trust autonomy environmental mastery I taught them about the change cycle about how you become aware you do the development work take the action then you've got to maintain it which is the most difficult part and then you relapse and I talked them about the rescue remedies, about space and comp- self-compassion to heat up the kindness and knowing who you are so that they were ready with their, their rescue remedy um, if they felt that they had a dopamine crash or a vulnerability hangover after the two-day event, um, which there was a uh, podcast all about this um, episode, I think it's about nine ago. <laughs> so I went through that um, and they created that. Then I showed them my organisational structure. I recently organized my um businesses so that there's different roles and job descriptions so that i can hire more stuff which i have done recently it was really easy because i was like oh well that's that job and they can do that so that was really cool and then we talked about a money challenge um i also showed them uh, with my job uh my structure like job descriptions and showing them all the tasks it was by that point quite heavy so i was like if you want it i'll send it to you." Um and then we did a money challenge and they all decided in their own little groups how much they were going to do for their money challenge because being a CEO is looking for opportunities and seeing opportunities. So I just suggested doing a little mini money challenge, but they all decided when, how much, and how in their little group so they could hold each other so accountable. And actually, even though it's one day later, a few of them already done it. It's like it's amazing. It's so amazing. This is what the power. Of investing in yourself and taking that space and time for that transformation, this is what it does. Like you, 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 you open up your capacity for growth, and then there's this great big vacuum. And what need? What's going to flood into that? If you're looking for wins, of course, what's going to flood in is money. Beautiful money energy. Um, and yeah, and then we, and then I got them to share their intentions with the group, and did, how do they feel about their intentions? Did they pass it? or pass it, are they taking away what they wanted and are they leaving behind what they'd hoped to? And then I gave out the postcards that they'd written, what the words that they were meant to hear. And I had heard this um, exercise from Amy Porterfield, watching one of her trainings, um, and another member that had come had had done this before at at another um, coaching event. And the the postcards got handed out, and I had this sense to give this one last postcard to a very special member of the Ruby Club, and I handed it over to her. And when she got it, she just burst into tears, and it was exactly what she needed to hear, and it was just so powerful. And then um, I opened the the, um, doors to the project to Project Warrior Boss to the waiting list, and one of the members. Um, who was there yesterday has booked a space on project warrior boss so five left and um so they open <laughs> they open in to everybody next week but i she's messaged me today saying never guess i got my own postcard back and guess what it said and she sent me a message and i th- um i think it said um i I'm recording up this podcast on my phone, so I can't actually look at it. But I think it said, um, invest in yourself and all your dreams will come true. And then she's invested in Project Boss. So I was like, oh, my God, that's so weird. It's like mind-blowing how these things work. Because I literally shuffled them and everything. Um, but amazing. And I made absolutely amazing two days. Like I can't um, put into words how incredible it was. And I can't wait for the next one. Um, they are all just such magic people they are just so they're just so ready for that change and I appreciate that the energy I bring to these things um I don't know where I get this from by the way I think it's just like my superpower um my natural thing it's just what I was born with and and now I know what to do with it but my energy is too, it, it's just. Too much for people that aren't ready, and I I feel that that is um, people that some. That's why some people become aware of me, they go away, and then they come back like when they're ready. You have to be really ready for change. If you become a, um, if you want to work with me one to one, project warrior boss, or become a member of the Ruby Club, it's not for the shy or you know the faint hearted. And running a business, you really need to be made of strong stuff. But if you want to be in my energy to transform your business. <laughs> You've got to be made of warrior stuff because I am like laser focused. This is the projector in me. And if you know anything about human design, and like I say, I've just born this way, but like my energy will laser focus straight into your heart and I will show you what's possible for you and what I can see is possible for you. And also you get how much I care straight into your heart. And for some people that's just too much. They're not ready. They haven't given themselves that capacity for the change. And I understand that. And there you go. Everyone, you know, everyone is in their own lane. Um, But if you're ready, get involved. Those Project Warrior Boss spaces open next week. Um, It's, again, transformational. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's with the Vivi Club meetup. Bristol 2023. Oh, my God. I can't wait to show you all the footage. I had a proper videographer and photographer there as well. So I can't wait to show you all of that. All right, lovelies. Um, I might be able to sleep now. (laughs) I'm recording this so late. Apart from the fact I've got to edit this podcast now and publish it. Um, But um, yeah, it's been amazing. Absolutely magic. Absolutely magic. And I hope you are having an amazing week too. Uh, If you have any questions about any ways that you can work with me, please let me know um you can send an email to claire at clairehill.uk or have a look at my website clairehill.uk for all of the ways that you can work for me, work for me, work with me. And um, or send me a DM on Instagram, I am Claire Hill. And if you really love this post podcast, can you please follow it and subscribe? It helps me grow the podcast so much. I have booked some incredible guests coming up and the more people that are listening and subscribing, the more I can grow this podcast, which means that you get big guests like Steve McLaren. you know, like I've got somebody coming onto the podcast from recording in a couple of weeks. Who is again, a real big deal. And another guest I'm, I'm going to ask. And I'm pretty sure she's gonna say yes. It's um I've just had and now I'm recording this, I'm recording this a hotel. Somebody's just left their hotel room and it's giving me the right shivers and shakes because I'm sitting in my hotel room on my own. <laughs> and I'm like, Are they trying to get in my room? Obviously they're not, but it sounded so loud there when I was recording. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, that sound just went a bit weird. Anyway, I've got some great guests lined up. Um, and so you know, if you really enjoy the shoe McLaren Um, episode share this podcast share it share it share it tell everyone about it because it changes lives it's magic isn't it i honestly don't know where all this magic comes from but it's here come get it come and get it have an amazing day thank you so much for listening to the no rest for the vivid podcast written produced and hosted by claire hill music has been composed by my brother Phil Fitzgerald